Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gear Priority Podcast. My name is Justin, and I have Lloyd from Garage Growing here today for this partnered episode. Today, we're chatting with Liv Mello and the gear company All Man's Right and discussing his approach to designing gear, where he draws inspiration, and what he aims to achieve with each item. Welcome to the podcast, Liv. Where, where are you calling in from? I'm calling in from the BX, and thank you for, for having me on here. It's like, Looking forward to it. And I think Lloyd was mentioning earlier that you you moved into a new uh new space. You're 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 in like a like a new workshop where you guys are are designing gear and making gear. Is that is that right? Yeah, we um I mean uh so far this year we've hopped from our apartment to a, a studio down the street to now a, a bigger one so far. I mean then uh yeah, just uh, we all we're outgrowing things quickly, and um, and just you know, happy to be in in a in a new space, more conducive to like working. You know, uh, I'm 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 excited to kind of hear about some of the like your your design process. Like I've 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 been using your product your your products for for a while. I think people who follow me on my YouTube channel have have seen the holster steak sack, which in my mind was like as soon as I used, it, I was like, this is it's kind of, kind of kind of crazy like why hasn't anybody done this before it just makes makes getting stakes out and putting them back just so much easier so it's those little things i'm kind of like i'm I'm like i'm really interested to kind of dive into your brain um get an idea to where you get an idea of where you draw inspiration from how you go about your design process how you look even not only that gear but just kind of like the world um in in that respect so i i think uh got some got you have some interesting perspectives based on my on my deep dive before we kind of get into all that, you want to kick us off, Lloyd, with some rapid fire questions? Yeah, Justin, I'd love to. Uh, Liv, these are not the hard hitting ones. These are the soft hitting ones. Um, but equally as important, um, if you could have one minor superpower, what would that be? So like out of this, like uh, no, like saving the world, no, like time travel, but like a specific, like minor superpower. Oh, I'm... How do you want to breathe underwater? Breathe underwater, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's probably going to be, like, super useful. <laughs> Living in New York, you know? Yeah. Would you, like, would you, uh, would that be in lieu of, like, going scuba diving kind of thing? Yeah, I, I mean, one, I love to swim. I, I just love being in the water, and as long as I can spend there, the better, you know? Um, But then Louis said minors, so I'm like, uh, that that means I have to pick something that's like completely useless for everybody else, but me, you know, <laughs> like, what does that leave you with, like, Coast Guard or like, uh, what is that Coast Guard, Lifeguard or, you know, so it's just, I guess, minor superpower is just, just to benefit me what I like, enjoy doing, I guess. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Did you have one in li- mid-mind, Lloyd? Oh, my answer for this question is always the same, uh, which is to be able to eat as much food or as little food as I want. So, uh, like if I'm, um, you know, in a hurry, like all I would need to eat is like, you know, like a, like a Cheerio and I'd be full. Or if it was like Thanksgiving and I wanted to eat like hundreds of pounds of food, I could do that without getting full. And my body would just like stay the same, you know, like I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't be like sick or uh, destroyed afterwards. It would just be like, yeah, you know, you'd have a way better relationship with food than, than I probably have right now. (laughs) No, I mean that's that's so he can have any relationship with food that, that he wants that supervisor, I think. And then, you know, think about the ultralight backpacking abilities of like 
all these other suckers would be out there carrying like pounds of food and I'd be carrying like, you know, three Jolly Ranchers and I'd be good for like a month. You're like, that's some Frodo stuff right there. It's like, uh, you're like eating elf bread. The, the elf bread. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> Liv, it's referred to as lemmas bread. All right. Let's go. Let's go to the second one. Liv, what's the, what's the most important item for you for getting a good night's sleep when you're out on trail? Most important item. Um, oh, just sleeping bag. Easy. That's an easy one. Sleeping bag. I mean, I've I've done with like bare minimum for 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 all of it. Uh, no pillow. I've done the no pillow thing. I've done like you know the foam mat. I mean, I still do the foam mat, the no pillow thing. Um, but for sure, um, without a sleeping bag, you know, you could you could. You know that's dangerous. So one hundred percent sleeping bag. So you're 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 a minimalist. You're you're yeah. No no pillow. No no thick sleeping pad. I'm definitely more of a more of a wimp when it comes to sleep systems and that. Oh, I mean, I just you know I haven't met the inflatable pad that can deal with your boy and um just like the the foam ones. The foam ones are just they you know they're they're no nonsense. They just work multi use. They weigh as much, like, you know, a full phone one weighs as much as an inflatable one anyway, you know. I just, I think I just like people looking at me confused in the morning, wondering, like, how I made it out, you know. Like, how I made it through the night. I think that's what I live for. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and number three, uphill or downhill? <laughs> oh, too. Oh, nice. They all suck. <laughs> I feel like they both suck. But I'd rather uphill than, like, than downhill any day, because, um... That's dangerous, right? Like, like one of them destroys your knees and ankles. The other one, you just get tired um, more. But um, if if you fall, I think you'll be good headed up versus not. I don't know. I'm, I'm on the uphill train too. I, I I agree with you. I think I think Lloyd, Lloyd seems like you're on the downhill train. Oh, absolutely. No, it's because he skis. <laughs> you're not ski. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I take the approach that. And if I just ski uphill, if I if I fall going downhill, I'll just end up at the bottom faster. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like you're just you're you must just be durable and not have uh, bad knees like 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 I do. I think that's probably part of it. I do have good knees at uh, at this particular juncture, but like uphill, I just like it's so much harder. Okay, but like, what's the reward downhill versus the reward uphill? Live, I'm doing what's easier, not what's more rewarding. <laughs> gotcha <laughs> but i mean okay reward downhill is probably like fast food yeah. away home yeah maybe some water if you're dehydrated yeah maybe some water that's true okay i might maybe next question before i become a convert um okay uh Liv, are you a uh a lazy morning hiker um in terms of like someone who likes to sleep in or are you someone who's like up and hitting the trail right away <laughs> no, it'll be like ten, and I'm still like defrosting. Um, <laughs> like you know, at five a.m. like from five a.m. to seven a.m., I'm just holding my pee, and so I don't have to like get out of my tent any sooner than that. And then like, yeah, I you know, it's just I guess when it's just when like my cramp muscles like unfurl like a flower. That's that's when the sun hits my my campsite. That's when I bloom. You know, let's let's go with that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Now that I, I'm now like a 
I'm out of my tent immediately and like on trail. But I, I definitely like used to be someone who um, the only thing that would get me out of the tent is like the heat of like the midday sun of like, you know, when it starts getting to like 10 or 11 o'clock and you're just baking because the sun is just right over you and you're like sweating in your sleeping bag. Exactly. No, I, I don't quite let it get to that, but just before nice all right let's let's jump let's jump into some chat about about design about all men's right what do you want to want to kick us off yeah Liv, I'd, I'd love just to start for those that that aren't familiar with all man's right um what are uh can you run us through the the products that you make currently yeah we make a 35 liter pack we make thick sacks tough sack bear hang bags um, and then a crossbody bag, which is an alternative to like a fanny pack, let's say. Right? I think that's all. And then we do like um, several other like collaboration products with like other brands and bring in some of their aesthetics or or just to try something new from, you know, our product lineup. Yeah, that's awesome. Liv, I, I know uh, it's been it's been fun to see all the collaborations that, that you guys are doing. We've got some questions about that for you later on, because uh, I think that is just like a really unique aspect of of all man's right too um is just really how uh yeah like you've got your your staple of products that are that are awesome and that you're finding really neat ways to collaborate with other with other makers in the space which is awesome yeah yeah it's nice to uh it's nice to learn from you know from other folks we're trying to do the same who have been doing it for much longer you know so so a lot a lot of a lot of bag like carrying things things yeah uh, yeah that, that's kind of that's kind of kind of your carry goods. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you can get into in in a couple of minutes if you if you share that's just kind of like the origin story what how you got into like ma- making gear and and specifically uh back backpacking gear and and, and camping gear and, and maybe why you kind of went towards the carrying items um for, for that yeah for sure um i i learned about backpacking uh like what was like late 2018 i think it was or yeah no like 2000 early 2018 um immediately went on a backpacking trip with like used gear so of course it was heavy you know like i think my second trip uh had like maybe like 40 something pounds on me all i remember is like puking at the top of a hill and like having a 55 liter um 55 liter like pack to where like the scenes are like kind of like like you know coming a little bit undone i remember i had batteries for a point and shoot that i don't even i still don't even think i used those batteries <laughs> but yeah and then after that i you know i i started looking at like my friend my friend had mentioned he's like oh watch you go down the ultra the the ul rabbit hole little did he know that he was right but how far down is like he, he couldn't even imagine it. Um, but then, you know, I started looking at the gear and and learning about like, you know, people's perspective about it, like what are what were, what were the benefits? And um and then found about like a, a whole community of folks who are like um making gears for themselves and in and in many cases, um uh making it for for other people, you know. So I Went ahead and bought fabric and started like um, uh, just experimenting, making like both fabric and like I think it was like a thirty dollars sewing machine and like like secondhand and started like you know making gear for myself, uh, small pouches and things. Um, they got further into it and I you know I just couldn't find a pack that like I like I absolutely loved you know, 
that um look like the things I like to to use and um until I, until like I started like uh looking at gear from like Korea and Japan and and got inspired and I was like you know what this cool this kind of gear I want to start making and and made a pack for myself made then I made one for Jen made you know and then um eventually going on like a big what I will what I would call big trip which is like two weeks out in you know and out in Colorado um you know and doing like a hundred something miles right like that was big for me so I took gear out there and I I um you know I got to hang out in a lot of the places that through hikers hung out at and I got to meet the community um and like before that trip, I'd never even seen a through hiker. Like I've only heard of them in like videos or seen them in video rather, but never like in person really. Um, and anyway, the community was dope. I, I, I met somebody who was like, wow, your packet, you know, your packet's cool. Um, it's super tiny. Like, how do you even like, this is me paraphrasing. I remember, I remember his exact word. He's like, how do these mother efforts just pull up with these tiny ass packs? <laughs> that was literally what he said. And anyway, so my first customer I met at a hostel there. Uh, he just finished um, his like triple crown uh, up in Salida, uh, Salida uh, Colorado. And he was like, if you make a pack, I'll, I'll buy it from you. And so six months later, I think he ended up buying a pack from me. <laughs> so. I flipped that, bought more material, started to flip, flip those, made, you know, and three years later, you know, we're, out, out, we're here. That's awesome. Did, when, when you're starting out, did, um, were there people that you're kind of getting advice from for making packs or are there like templates that you're finding online or to, to, to get like the, the cuts and everything for, for the, for the materials? No. Um, I mean, I was, I you know, part of part of the process for me, like for designing anything, is is you you study as much as you can, right? So I would um hold any pack uh, I can, even just like tool bags, and just look at construction. I'll go to REI and like inspect absolutely everything. Um, you know, I'm turning bags inside out, like you know, I'm looking at scenes, studying how they do it. Um, I hadn't even I was making gear before I'd even seen like another ultralight backpack like in person um i think the lightest i'd seen before that was like an, an osprey um I, I i didn't have really like any or didn't even know anyone like i like i said this is like i started making gear uh i think it was like a month after my very first backpacking trip like i didn't know anything about anyone i didn't know who was who what was what yeah, like who the all the players were or anything like that, who to reach out to. So I just um I just knew I was crafty, you know, and and always had to believe that like, you know, I possible for me to be the dumbest person in the world and this and there's somebody <laughs> and there's definitely dumber people that be making things happen out there. So like why couldn't I figure it out, you know? Um yeah, so yeah, just give it a try, give it a go. Is that something that you've encountered for like, you know, like that you've done in other aspects of your life where you've been like, you know what, there's something, there's nothing that works for me or that like really resonates with me. So I'm just going to make it, make it myself. 
or was back back in the kind of the first thing where you really kind of dove into dove into that no i i've always had that spirit about like um about like anything i was really interested in you know um not necessarily uh, a lot of the times i would find stuff that i would like um and and there were some things and don't don't misunderstand there were some things in the backpack in like ultralight backpacking world that i did like i just couldn't afford it also i had more time than i had like money on hand and at that time you know um anyway yeah and that's but that's always the spirit that like you know i have for for things i just always kind of like kind of want to create the, the things i own and like and even before um like a long-standing dream of mine is that like i live in this home like furniture furnished with like furniture that i've designed like there's a car that i had something to do with you know like that was a, that's always been like a big dream of mine you know uh yeah just live living in a world with like things that i've had a, a hand in creating somehow not necessarily i mean i, I don't think they're going to be better but you know i just i just often had to create like my own things growing up you know yeah well that's really neat and i i also just like think that that connection to the the physical things around you is such like a i don't know it's like wonderful to have that that personal connection to one's gear um i know that's something that i feel a lot when i go backpacking is like when i take out my my stakes like i'm not just like taking out a random piece of gear that i have no relationship with i'm taking out like the coolest steak bag that's ever existed and like when i've got my little uh when I've got my craft on my, uh, on my shoulder pouch, like, you know, I it like, like you're coming with me on trips and that's cool. Like, you don't know you are, but you are. I think that I think that I, you know, I've always loved people who name like, like assign things to gender sometimes, right? Like they were like, she's coming with me. Like, I just, I love when people like sort of like give objects, like that kind of regard, you know? Um, then like in the same light, I absolutely hate when, like when people get to camp and like, like their backpack into the ground like they you know like this thing like this thing has been like burdening them uh this whole this whole time and i'm just like well you brought it there <laughs> yeah it's not that thing's fault <laughs> yeah well live one of the things that's always struck me about um all of your gear is just the real like level of detail that that you you bring to everything like it's uh, I think with a number of your products, like I, I never really thought that they were pieces of gear that needed to be like re looked at. And you've added a certain design element that like made me go, oh my God, that's like takes a product that's like could just be kind of basic and elevates it uh, in a really new and interesting way. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's something that I, I've always I've always felt about you and your designing. Uh, and you know, having this is a little bit of a leading question because I know some of the information around this, but uh, I know you went to, to Parsons and I know that you were designing before outdoor gear, but like what, uh, yeah, like what like made you jump all in on 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 ultra light? Um, I wasn't, I just wasn't too happy designing what I was, you know, what I was designing, you know, and like uh, even before I finished school, I wasn't just. You know, I just wasn't too keen on it. Like uh, I was doing furniture and, and I think I was doing furniture at a time where I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to like I started shifting away from the notion that like design could like help people. Right. Because I like all I kept seeing was like vain projects and, you know, and, and you know, just like 
you know, just, um, you know, designed as a, as a capitalist tool, you know what I mean? Which is like, um, so I just, I, you know, I fell in, and, and I was still, and I was still I, I, idealistic even past 25. So like, <laughs> I was like, you know, this stuff ain't for me. Like, you know, I just want to do something more meaningful with it. And, and yeah, that wasn't it. Um, so yeah, I, and, and so when I started doing outdoor gear something like I truly, you know, I really loved getting reconnected with the outdoors and, you know, and, and I've always been like obsessed with backpacks and, and like carry goods for that matter, actually, um, that like, it just, you know, it just awakened something in me or like, you know, like I, it, was, it was just dormant there, you know, this, this is just what I wanted to do actually the entire time. I just didn't know what it was, you know? Yeah, that's that's cool. I I I like that. It, it kind of seems like you you kind of came together with it. It wasn't like like it was almost serendipitous as far as like what like getting into the design of of backpacks and and carry goods. Right. I mean, I've always you know I've been an outdoorsy person, even like um, even though I was disconnected with it. You know, like I'm from like you know, the countryside of the DR where you're constantly in the woods and you're running around. And and then when I got disconnected from that, like just uh, from nature and, and all that by living in New York City, I became, I guess, second, like the the other thing that I love to do naturally, just start making things, you know what I mean? And study design. And then um, all those things just kind of came crashing together, you know? Is it when when you are designing things? Do you have like a design philosophy that you kind of stick to, or like are there some kind of like pillars of design that you always want to be achieving when when you're designing a, a new product and bo- like boxes that you want to be ticking? One, I, I not so not so much. I, I I think I tend I tend to be like super flexible. Like um, or I I mean I don't have much like design philosophies other than like you know I just. Um, it's just, I, I don't want to say it just needs to make sense, like visually, but, um, uh, what I do sort of what I, what I don't do is try to design something that like, it's already like been done. Um, try, I try not to have any interest in those things. Um, I, th- I think something that I've noticed is it, like, is that unique, a- is that unique aspect for sure. Like, like you said, you try, you try, you try to do things different. You try to look at it from, um, potentially a different perspective. You know, I, I, I do, I do really, uh, consider my process though. Um, I have more of a process than philosophy. I think sort of like, sort of like formula that I need to like, um, that I like to sort of uh, follow to you know to come to the solution that that I try to come to and that and the first one starts with like research right so I I I try to I try to gain those ten thousand hours and and for the duration of the project right like I try to become an expert as quickly as possible um uh, and then uh and in that research uh one one a strong proponent is uh is that you sort of have to add the human element into it, right? Like, um, if, for example, there's this, there's this example uh, that what I was given in school, that like, if that of this project where people were designing tools for people that have like arthritis, right? And for them to understand what that feels like, they had to dip their fingers in cold water for a very long, 
like I've never I've never forgotten that. So like I've always thought of um so I always thought of like incorporate like the human experience into into a product, you know, like the function, uh, I'll give you the steak sack, for example, like anything to hold steaks, right? You can literally just wrap it with rubber bands, right? Um, and and there's a million closures that you can do with it, right? But I try to consider what is like, what is the most natural way that somebody can try to open something? What is the most natural way that somebody would try to stuff a sack, right? Um, what is the most uh, what is the most uh, carried like combination of of steak sack from what I've learned through watching? And I sat there with with paper and 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 all those steaks and 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 I, you know, and and then you you add some tolerances. Like for example, my hands are are pretty big, um, so I figured there's definitely bigger. Uh, so try to do my hands plus, right? Like, uh, and work from there and just try to like really, um, envision like the, the, just the human proponent or the human experience and in the product. Right. Cause that's ultimately like, that's ultimately what you're trying to do. Like connect the human to, to a product, you know, um, that will probably do a function, you know, did you find yourself like like visualizing these scenarios like more or are you more are you also like getting into kind of like the physical world within like observing people as well like are you where are you drawing kind of the different in pieces of inspiration from i think it has to be both um I think it has to be both um i i think about how i how i do it a lot how i would do things um i asked the, the folks around me how they would do this they would approach it i even like sent out small surveys on like instagram like asking people questions but you know i i try to ask all the questions uh about function wise but i also try to ask questions like um like uh and this may sound silly like like uh like pulling on this knob like how does that feel on your fit for your finger like or like what is it that you don't like about your pack and like like if there's something if there's something your pack would do for you like like that 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 no one's ever been able to do for it like for you like what would it be you know and i don't always go with like just you know especially hikers or they're you know they have all their idiosyncrasies but um you know you you pick and choose the one that seemed like more like uh more broadened uh things but you know, I, I think I just, I'm just trying to find out like nuance uses for things like uh, just the nuance things. And that's where you find like, and I think like that's when you find those, those moments of connection that, you know, for people like, you know, that's when you hear like, oh, this works so well. Does that, that's how things become favorite to you. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll sorry, I'll bring it back to, to the steak set, but like, you like the shape of the steak set, right? I sat there with a bunch of shape. I did a bunch of shape, right? And then one thing that I found uh, with the square ones is that the stakes would cross in every direction, and then they would, um, and then they would. That's how the punctures would happen in the stake set. So then I, I thought about just like, uh, like how would, like how would the stake fit? And then I thought about how how people would hold the stake and try to fit it in there. And as you can see, that's literally the shape of the stake set. And that's how I ultimately came, you know, to the shape, you know the hand basically
even our stuff socks, even our stuff sacks, like um, the size, the size was literally designed around uh, the hand reaching in, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't too big where like, you know, it, it would hold things are, um, with things like bow around in there, but the very smallest one, it was very much designed about around being able to reach the bottom of, um, more than anything. With the steak sack, just to kind of keep, keep, keep a lot on that train for a little bit. Was it, was there like an event where you're like, I, I need a way to carry my steaks. That's, that's better. Or were you just, were, were you kind of like, what, why, why, why a steak sack in that, um, as opposed to some, something else? Well, I noticed, I, you know, I noticed issues with, with, um, cause I made myself the little square one, you know, early on in my, um, literally when I started like, you know, um, making gear and, um, not to diss anybody, but like, if that was literally the first design I came up with, then that's what you're selling to folks. And like, <laughs> maybe you need to like up it a little bit, you know? Um, so the, the square one is like the most basic thing ever. And I made it and, and I saw the mistakes with it, you know, and the problems with it. So I just wanted to solve it. Um, I, yeah. And, and also I, um, so I, I designed like my, my little Dyneema line. I also out of like the necessity to um to give like customers uh just a, a um a lower entry point into like you know into our brand you know I wanted to to tackle like the small stuff I wanted to let people in, uh, also know that like you know that that's that we have like you know we that we have like the I don't want to say we we have the sauce to basically <laughs> to ba- to basically take something that like you know REI gives you with absolutely everything you buy um, a, st- a stuff sack you know and and try to make it something like you know that people really love you know Liv you mentioned this a little while ago but that uh, you draw some inspiration from um, or have drawn some inspiration from uh, certain like Japanese designers and such and I I feel like this is I don't know, not not a secret within the ultralight industry, but like that uh, Japan has like a wildly quickly emerging ultralight scene, uh, both from sick over there. There's a ton of through hikers that are both um, hiking in Japan, also coming and hiking U.S. trails. And kind of with that, there's a huge demand for, um, yeah, just like ultralight goods from the U.S. market, but then also just this really like blossoming cottage scene uh in japan um yeah can you just talk a little bit about like kind of like here? i mean you know honestly uh to call it blossoming i think what's blossoming is like our knowledge of it i think that thing's been there for a minute um and i'm and i'm only saying that just because i don't necessarily think that they develop um things faster or just like think differently um but i'm willing to say that like sort of like the knowledge base has been there for longer even um, you know, Japan has a has a strong culture of like of outdoorism, perhaps even you know longer standing than than this country's. You know, which is fairly young country compared to like you know so you know Japan. Um, um, I mean, did, did we invent the national park though? Um, but however, you know, but we didn't invent getting outside. And and I'll tell you what, um, uh. Oh, 
one thing besides their strong like outdoors culture one thing that they have is like uh it's like um sort of uh like a devotion to innovation right like uh just like sameness is is almost like it's a plague right <laughs> uh out there um yeah so i went out there for my inspiration like um there's this pack by uh this brand called yamato michi and i i fell in love with it like i couldn't i couldn't i didn't want anything else but that bag so i made it for myself you know what i mean i and then you know after using it for a while i started noticing how i could improve it and 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 like and sort of um and and mix it with like my other favorite pack which is the z packs nero um and and those two packs are like at i would say like extremes right of each other because one is like it's pretty um oh it's pretty featured versus the other one that is like pretty bare bones right like isn't it like isn't the narrow where like you can't even like unbuckle the roll top it's just a string you keep twisting in place <laughs> like <laughs> um, but i merged those two packs um along with like the philosophy that like gossamer gear has on their um on their like super tiny pack they have like this super tiny pack made out of like like tent material and like and they say that like if you wonder if it could carry it maybe you shouldn't get this pack or something like that anyway but what that one taught me was like how low you can go on materials right and so then and then then all of those three packs came together and uh for me and and gave me my very first product you know um but yeah japan um i just i just love the way they do things you know they're so just it's just clean work um always um embracing newness um yeah and and it's it's funny because they have they, it's like there's a low key obsession with like uh, um, uh, U.S. culture, and and also we have a low key obsession with their culture. So there's just like this is yeah we like each other. We just can't tell each other. <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> um, and Liv, I know I I told you earlier that we were going to circle back to this, but um, I feel like you've always got a lot of really cool collaborations that uh, that you're working on. Um, like uh, I guess just off the top top of my head, thinking about uh, with like uh, Dangle Supply with like Hiker Kind, it feels like there's a lot of cool things that you're always um, got going in the works. Like, uh, how do you pick these different brands that that you work with, and uh, yeah, what kind of like interests you about the collaboration model? Um, it's different things. Uh, for example, with with different ones. So, for example, um, sometimes sometimes I'm just excited really excited about the brand and and would love to sort of like learn from them and 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 how they do things um or i like i would like i like their aesthetics and i and i can see how like i can contribute to sort of like um their product line either with an adaptation of mine or or you know or or something that we can just design from scratch um and then sometimes I, I, I'm just super, I'm just down for the challenge of like improving, uh, one of their products, right? Like when Nango Supply hit me up, um, they wanted me to take a look at their weird wallet and, and I did. And, and I, I immediately saw how I could make it, um, how I could, I, at least in my aesthetic, improve upon it, um, 
and started, you know, uh, working at it and prototyping for it and stuff like that. And then other projects like um, uh, where Hiker Kind, uh, we did a bottle bag. And and for that one, we were just, you know, we were just excited to sort of be outdoor brands from New York City and, and working together and just like um, sort of um, uh, they could give their, their, you know, their their customers um something something techy and 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 something uh functional and and something with a bit of my hand in it um and and i got a chance to sort of like dive in dive into what is a a very like um i'm gonna say persistent um aesthetic which is like what i could kind you know um puts out you know do you find it hard to turn kind of to turn your brain off when you're when you're looking and just kind of like in the world just looking at things like do you always have that design switch turned on or do you turn it off every once in a while and you're like okay i don't always need to be like thinking how i could tweak this or that and i don't go around thinking that i could make everything better oh my gosh like who am i even <laughs> i i totally understood like yo when i was a kid when i was younger right whenever i couldn't say figured like when i didn't understand something i'd be like yo that's stupid right but like now that i'm older i'm like i was stupid you know so i don't walk around thinking that i get like like you know i could come up with a solution better um with enough time uh perhaps you know and um you know and but that that would include like you know, again, those ten thousand hours, like I said, but no, I don't go around thinking. Um, however, I don't. I, I'm not able to turn it off. I no, I'm not. Like, um, like I'll be, I'll, I'll be the the guy. Like, like you find me at a restaurant, like flipping a chair over to see who the make is, to how see how they put that together. Um, you know, like I'll, I'll be looking at Pat. You know, um. And then I'm always wondering what what the design choices of 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 people were and why they are and like I just you know, um, when once I discovered that there's such a thing as industrial design, I started like seeing the world differently, right? Like, like, every, there, there's a person behind absolutely every product you're like looking around, and there's a there's like a whole there's a there's like a thought process, there's a personality, you know, um. And then you also, and then you, I think you also get something that it's like x-ray vision. So like <laughs> you're able to like look at a product and then you can more or less envision how it's like put together. So you can like really, really almost see through it, you know? And so, yeah, those are things that I just can't turn on. But it, it, it's never like in a negative way. Like I absolutely, I absolutely love what I do and I can't imagine myself doing like anything other than design. I think it's super important. Um, I mean, it's, obviously very important to humanity but like um i'm just uh, i'm happy to be like just as curious as i am right of like of like the world around me sometimes like i'll see some something cool somewhere and i'm like why does nobody else think this is cool <laughs> like, like do you do you guys just go around living life like not, not seeing cool stuff you know and it's just like it's only cool to me i guess um or like and and those like me but no, I, I, I love, I love, um, seeing life through a designer's eyes. You know, I even think it makes me more sympathetic to like other people sometimes.
I think empathy and compassion are two things that I see a lot in in designers because you have to, like you were saying before, you have to put yourself into another person's shoes. You have to be thinking about how they're going to use it, and the compassion, empathy are just like very important ways to to be able to do that. So it's it's always interesting hearing about that aspect of of design. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we have um, two random thoughts, but uh, one, your collaboration with Dangle Supply on that weed wallet, like almost it made me almost wish that I smoked so that I could just have a reason to purchase that. Uh, uh, I didn't buy it, but, uh, and, uh, two, yeah, I think that like, um, what you were saying of like having curiosity, but kind of like leaving the judgment out of that, I feel like is a really wonderful attribute. Like, uh, I, I don't do this with gear as much, but I find myself doing it with, with businesses is just being like, I'm curious as to like what their business model is. Like, how do they make this work? Or like, how do you like, you know, you come upon some tiny little shop that's like a brick and mortar and, and you like, you haven't seen anyone go in there in 10 years. And you're like, what, what's their thing? You know, I, I, I do the same thing, but I, I'm in New York City. So like, if, I figure like if I can't figure out what a business is doing, they're probably just laundering money. <laughs> 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 it's a spot. <laughs> it's like an underground club. <laughs> I'm just saying, who's out here repairing cell phones? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have a business with like two cell phones to repair a month. I'm sorry. Anyway, like a pager pager shop or something like that. <laughs> no, nobody come for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I think that that's a really like an am- amazing approach of that, and I feel like that's something that I think radiates a lot within the cottage community in general. Is just that notion of like. A lot of curiosity, a lot of designs born from inquisitiveness, um, and like, yeah, you know, a lot of inspiration drawn from a lot of different places. So, really cool to hear that perspective from you. But before we get let you go, live is is there anything uh, coming down the pipe from from All Men's Right that we should should keep it keep in mind? Nothing immediately, like. Um... I was, I mean, I would always just ask people to stay tuned, right? Because like my intention in all of this is just find a new, um, just find a new way of doing one industry, uh, doing gear differently, just doing, um, uh, just sort of like, You know, like I, I call ourselves a lab, right? Uh, because we're heavy on experimentation, heavy on like design process. Um, and I would just say keep, stay tuned, you know, like uh, there's, there, there are definitely things that keep me up at night. And, and, and that's because like, I'm super excited about how excited you are going to be about it. Um, if that makes any sense. So just, you know, just hang tight. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And I'll, I'll post like uh, links to your Instagram as well as website and then uh, the garage drawing gear, uh, all man's right shop as well. So yeah, people can go check out the show notes or the video description if they're watching on YouTube and, and keep track is, do you post a lot of kind of like some teasers of the, of kind of the experimentation on Instagram or, or anywhere else? Uh, yeah, sometimes like whenever, like I want to be like, Whatever, whatever, whenever I'm feeling proud of myself, I want to, I'll, I'll, I'll put like a little teaser of a, of a product, but you know, core, 
you know, for the past uh, year, for the past few, you know, months or maybe year and change, like, you know, we've just been having our heads down trying to get some, um, trying to stay alive as a, as a, you know, as a company. And, um, and we're starting to now absolutely like uh, maybe figure some of this outdoor business thing out, you know, and, um, and, and, and I really, and, and, you know, my, my intentions, like I said, from the beginning is not to make, it's not to make sameness, you know, it's strive for newness. So let's look out. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Definitely, definitely some interesting insights into, into design and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be in ch- touch. We'll, 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 we'll chat some more soon. So thanks Liv and enjoy the rest of your day. Yo, thank you guys. It was, it was a good chat. It was super fun.